Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold. Happy Saturday. How are you doing? My goodness, has it been cold. I mean, cold maybe is an understatement. I think, I think Iceberg City seems to be more appropriate. I don't know if Antarctica or whatever you want to talk about, but it definitely has been cold. Having said that, it has been cold, but quite frankly, the market, especially in the Metro East, O'Fallon, Shiloh, uh, surrounding areas, has been hot. Uh, we had a situation where we put a house in the market on a Monday, and by Monday night we had a full-price offer and a very happy seller and a very happy buyer. So, again, the market is really running strong. So if you're thinking about selling your home, please, please uh, contact a, an agent, someone you know, like, and trust, and, and have a conversation with them. With that said, I want to talk to you about what's going to be talked about in the program today. We've got some fantastic guests I'm really excited about. The first segment we're going to be talking with Renee Whitnauer. She is part owner with Cecil Management Group. And she's going to be talking, in the first segment, she's going to be talking about what to basically expect if you're a tenant and you're leaving you're leaving a rental. And the second segment, she's going to be talking more extensively about basically the marketing. So now the house may be vacant or the apartment or whatever that might be. And she's going to be talking more about that of what you should be expecting as a, uh, a landlord or as a homeowner uh, owning the property. With that said, then in the third segment, we'll be talking to a, a charity group called R3. I'll just give you a tease for that. And the fourth segment, we'll be talking to Brian Gator of Caliber Home Loans, what you should expect from a lender, and, of course, the tip of the week. But here I am really excited to introduce Renee Whitnar. She has been in what I would call the leasing department, uh, business, for well over a decade. She really knows her stuff. They are also a sponsor now of Ready, Set, Sold, which we're really excited about. But mainly her expertise is nothing nothing short of amazing. I've known her for years. She just knows her stuff when it comes to leasing. And that means just about anything. Uh, I would start with her when you're talking about leasing anything, commercial, whether it's your home, whether it's apartments, anything. She just has that type of skill and knowledge, and that's that's why we're so happy. I'm so happy that she's on the show and she's a sponsor and going to be coming on on a regular basis. With that, Renee, how are you doing? Good morning, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So, Renee, let's kind of dig right into it. You mentioned about what about the idea of what should be expected when a person is leaving a rental. What should they be doing? You definitely want to have communication from your property manager if your tenants are leaving. Um, the second your tenants give notice, you want to be able to putting putting the wheels in motion to get that property filled for you. Um, I love to have that 90-day lead time for renting a property. So a good question to ask your property manager is whenever a, give, a tenant gives notice, how far out is that going to be? Um, how quickly are they going to try to turn the information over to you? And are they going to sit back and just wait for the tenant to tell them? Or do they have measures in place to reach out the tenant, try to feel them out that 90 days to 120 days out so you can plan accordingly with that? 
I see. I see. So what I'm hearing you saying is, is that sometimes if you get the wrong rental department or the wrong leasing company, unfortunately, you may get, what, a week or two weeks notice and all of a sudden you're scrambling. And now I imagine that puts the, the, uh, the person who owns who's leasing it in a really bad situation. For sure. Um, unfortunately, I've heard from different clients and stuff that I've been able to pick up and partner with and managing. You know, some of them didn't find out that their tenants were moving until after the tenants left. Or, yeah, they didn't find out that a tenant was moving until one or two weeks before. And not only is that not enough time to prepare financially for it, but, you know, you want to have that marketing time frame. You want to have time frame to do maintenance and city inspections and and everything that comes along with it. So, yeah, I mean, you want to make sure that your property manager is being proactive and not reactive whenever it comes to a tenant moving. Um, you know, sometimes you do get a late notice where a tenant isn't willing to lock in. You know, they don't want to give you an answer until 30 days from their lease expiration. Um, what I encourage owners to do on that is at 60 days, throw it up on the market and see what can happen. Because if your tenant's not willing to commit to a longer-term lease, you may have a new tenant that's willing to commit. And that's what an owner needs is that commitment to secure the property and make sure they got that steady income coming in. And then it gives, you know, the person, you know, leasing it, uh, puts a little pressure on them. That's what I'm hearing you saying is, is a kind of like, Hey, if you're going to go, let us know, but if you're going to stay, then that's, that could be fine too. So it could be a win-win situation. Exactly. And it does kind of put that pressure on them and let them know how serious it is. And, you know, typically people that are moving, normally they know 30 days out. They may not want to tell you, but a lot of times they know. So if you just put that added little pressure on them, doing what you have to do to make it work for the homeowner, again, so because the homeowner doesn't want to have a vacancy. So, you know, you have to get that commitment. And you have to have those, those difficult conversations with the tenant, letting them know why you're doing what you're doing. And hopefully if they're a good tenant, they'll renew off of it. But if they don't, you've already put the wheels in motion to secure a new good tenant for it. And, and that is so important. And I love that you brought this up because uh, just a very quick story. I was talking to someone, this has been a little bit while back, but uh, the, the leasing company, it wasn't you guys, of course, but another leasing company, basically the people didn't know, the homeowners did not know the people had left until they actually had happened to drive by. It was a situation where they just wound up driving by and the house looked vacant and they actually called the leasing department and the leasing department wasn't even 100% sure. And it was, to put it mildly, a disaster. And I think that's what you said and that's what I'm hearing you talking about. It's not only the situation of financial, which is huge usually, but it's now getting that property filled up, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that in the next segment, but the importance of getting that property in there because in that situation, they were literally losing, you know, thousands of dollars, and the leasing company wasn't even 100% sure that the people left. So and that's a situation yeah, like that's, that. Is there, is there something that you guys do that, 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 that assures that? I mean, nothing's perfect, but is there steps that they should be looking for maybe that you guys do? You know, one of the things that I do, I mean, you can't just reach out to people by emails or phone call and say, well, I tried, but they're not answering. You know, go buy the property. Um, I have one particular one now where the tenant's not communicating with us that they're moving out, but I got a notice from a utility company that they have a forwarding address for 30 days from now. 
So we've probably made four or five trips by this house, leaving notes on the door, trying to get, you know, using a key to go in to find out what's going on with this. Um, you know, we've gone extra steps of calling the emergency contact on the application. So the second that there's any inkling that somebody is going to be moving out and they haven't given you notice, you know, your property manager has to do all their due diligence to try to find out what's going on and try to find out why. Um, and it, and also find out if it's marketable, because even if they're not communicating, but you know they're moving, you have to get in there and find out if it's marketable. That way you can get it up on the market right away. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, you know, it breaks my heart whenever I hear that homeowners have to find out by driving by that their property was vacant. I mean, unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable, because as a property manager, we have different um, reverts in place with utility companies. You know, you do your drive-bys, you do all of your homework. We should be able to know that for you. You know, nothing's 100% guaranteed, but that's where we can come in and hopefully have enough respect and communication with the tenant that they're not going to do that. You know, sometimes there can be an underlying reason where, you know, I had one recently, a, a new management where an owner didn't know her tenants had moved out until after they were gone. Once I finally tracked down those tenants for her, they said they had been communicating with the property manager but couldn't get a response, so they just moved out. So sometimes there's more to the story than even what's on the surface, too. Wow, that's scary stuff. I mean, and I really do mean that. Because, as you said, it doesn't mean that the buyers, or I say the buyers, it doesn't mean that the people that are leasing the property aren't trying to do the right thing. But what I'm hearing you exactly. saying is, is, even though they're trying to do the right thing, that that the lending company, uh, the leasing company, excuse me, is not doing the right thing, and it just shows sheer, uh, I guess, indifference, and that costs people money, and and that's a that's a serious problem. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all boils down to that communication. You know, just absolutely doing awesome. the communication part with it because. You know, as soon as you know a tenant's leaving, you want to get in there and do walkthroughs and, and kind of be proactive as far as letting the owner know, you know, hey, you can market this, but you're going to have to budget to paint or you're going to have to budget to do new flooring or we can't market this while the tenant's in there. So that's all part of that proactive piece. That way an owner can plan for this tenant turnover. I love that. I tell you what, we're running out of time for this segment, but I tell you, make sure that you stay tuned to the next segment. We'll be talking to Renee Wittenauer of Cecil Management Group, and she's going to be talking about what you should be doing, expecting from your management company as far as marketing, getting that house re-rented. Listening to Race That Sold, I'm your host, Brian Boach. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Boat, and we are following up with Renee Whitnauer. She is part owner of Cecil Management Group. They are not only a sponsor, but they are just fantastic at what they do, and Renee is by far the most, I guess for me, the well-known expert in leasing, and that's really important. And we're talking about, in the last segment, we're talking about what you should be looking for in a leasing company. And one of the things we talked about simply was, are they communicating with the tenants and how much money that can cost a tenant and frustrate, excuse me, a, a homeowner from, you know, not knowing what's going on. Not only the money, but just the, the frustration level is it's just crazy. And Renee, I guess my question now is, so now you have an empty unit and now it needs to be rented. 
what should you be expecting from a leasing company? Um, you definitely want your leasing company, again, everything goes back to communication. Um, you want to find out that your leasing company's done that detailed move-out inspection with the tenant. Um, so whenever the tenant leaves, they're going in, and they're not only looking for potential damages that your tenant may have had, but they're they're being proactive, and they're looking at the big picture, and they're saying, okay, there may be a, you know, a few scuffs on the wall, but this place will show a lot better if it gets painted. Or the carpet may not have that many stains, but it's just really looking worn out. If we get the carpet replaced, not only is it going to rent better, but maybe we could get an extra $50 a month. So starting out um, after the tenant leaves and you're doing that marketing phase, definitely having that communication from your property manager, um, just letting you know these are recommendations we have, and it's going to get you a better return on your investment. Even if you have to pay to do painting, your return on investment is going to be X amount of money. And I think that's really key, and, and that actually ties in a lot, even with selling a house. I mean, the two, two, the two work hand in hand. Now, I understand you're not buying a home, but I would imagine if you are leasing something, uh, leasing a home, leasing an apartment, whatever you may be leasing, I would think that having that carpeting in good tip-top shape, having neutral colors or having it painted, uh, not only, as you said, maybe gets you a few bucks more, but there's competition out there, right? Exactly right. And, you know, I've been known to find the competition and send pictures of that to my owners and kind of do a side-by-side. -side. This is your comparison. Um, you know, a, a tenant is not looking – they can't come in and paint. They can't come in and modify it like they can if they're purchasing a home. So they're, you, you want to have stuff that hopefully meets their needs, their expectations. That way they're going to take it. Um, I had one recently where there was older appliances, and I recommended to the owner, we're putting this on the market, hey, I really think you just need to upgrade these appliances. For the price we're asking, it's really mm -hmm. going to make a difference. It's not going to change your monthly rent price, but it's going to make a difference on us securing a good quality tenant for you. Um, hesitant, didn't want to do it. Well, sure enough, we get a few showings in, and my feedback is appliances are outdated. So it really does make a difference, and it's something that tenants do look for because the competition out there is stiff. And if you don't have your mm. property in tip-top shape, it's gonna, you know, it can affect it, and the people may go down the street to your competitor. I love that mm. too because, like I said, and there, as I mentioned before, that's kind of the parallels that sometimes we talk about, you know, leasing, buying. So I love the fact is that those things come into play too, and I think it's important for people to. They're thinking about leasing, which could be a very good good idea. Depends on your situation. We have a military here. They may be a situation where they're moving in to the area. And I can tell you right now from our experience, and Renee, I, I, I rely on yours, the military, look, they're, they're looking for something that they're going to be in for the next maybe two or three years, which is really a great thing possibly if, you know, if you are, have, a, have a home that you want to rent, correct? Right, correct. Um, you know, I was just on one last night, and, you know, hopefully there we can get a two- to three-year lease, and the place looks great. And the goal is, you know, you have it nice whenever they move in. You set the tone. You set the expectations. You get somebody in there for a couple years. The goal is then you get it back in that same nice, high-expectation condition um, to where if you can't sell now but you can sell then, you're not going to have to put as much money into it. So, so, yeah, I mean, whether people are signing a 12-month lease or a three-year lease, they still have those same high expectations. So your property has to reflect that. 
it's a win-win. Not only do they get what yeah. they want as far as the people renting, but now you're able to get not only security, but possibly, possibly a few more dollars that will, will help go a long way in, in making this a kind of a win-win situation. So I guess my question, though, that, that, that I have and what I hear is, what about, you know, what about the situation when someone comes in and maybe it doesn't go as well, meaning, meaning the tenant didn't do what they were supposed to do? Um, how does that work? I mean, when you're talking to a leasing uh, company, a property management company, what should be expectations on that? What, what, because that's what we hear sometimes from people that, you know what, they would like to rent it, but they're concerned about well, what may happen to, the, to their home when they rent it out. You know, that's one of the toughest questions I get, um, and I wish I had the magical guaranteed answer that it's going to be a 100% great experience and there's not going to be any damage to the property and it's going to be left and they're going to take care of it just as good, if not better, than a homeowner did. Um, unfortunately, I can't guarantee that. Um, I can tell you that we have a lot of systems in place and you want to make sure your property manager has good systems in place to screen as much as we can for the tenants before we put them into your home. Uh, my motto is, if I want to put them into my home, I'm not going to put them into your home. So, But you can screen somebody where they could be perfect credit, perfect landlord, perfect income, but I go to do a walkthrough and they're not good housekeepers, you know, where the carpets could be dirty or anything like that. And that's where your property manager comes into play and having those difficult conversations with them um, and, you know, coming in more of the proactive versus the reactive part. So, if we're watching the property like we should and maintenance is reporting back after they're at the property, we're doing our drive-bys, we're doing our due diligence on the walkthroughs, hopefully you can lessen those issues, you know, and, and hopefully get them resolved before somebody moves out. That way you don't have damage to your house or those, quote, horror stories that, you know, everybody is fearful of. Um, and I get it. I mean, you know, I had a rental property myself, and it was very nerve-wracking just knowing and wondering if they're taking care of it how you are. But again, just trust your property manager to communicate with the tenant, communicate with you, and hopefully the property's taken, you know, taken care of and in good condition. Um, rule of thumb is always people are going to, uh, they know within the first 30 days if they're going to renew or not. So if they had a good move-in experience where you do a, a detailed walkthrough with them, any maintenance issues, any concerns, you take care of them right away. That first 30 days, if anything comes up and you take care of it right away, you've locked in your tenant. You've connected with them. They know that you care. They're going to care. So that first 30 days really will set the tone for a tenant's occupancy. Wow, that's really big stuff, too, because I think, I, again, I, I love this, this this program because I learned something uh, myself, and that that's, I think, is really huge, just to kind of finish up on that thought there, because the fact of when you say connecting is, again, it needs to be a win-win situation for not only the tenant but for the person who is leasing the property. And by having a property manager that is that proactive, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of a dream. I mean, that's something that is really huge. And so I think the question comes into when you're looking for someone to rent your property out or looking for a company, that's a perfect question to ask is, what are you going to do? Do you have anything that you can may at least reduce the risk? As you said, nothing's 100%, but that's huge as far as being able to connect and make sure those things are taken care of. So uh, thank you for that. that. That was great. Absolutely. 
With that, I tell you what, we ran almost out of time. Uh, Renee Whitnauer from Cecil Cecil Management Group, uh, they do a fantastic job. They are a sponsor, but they also are just experts. And if you listen to Renee at all, you've heard some fantastic information. And she's going to have a recurring role on a monthly basis coming in. But you can also contact Cecil Management or Renee by just going to their website, and that is CecilManagement.com. Did I write that down correctly? You did. That is right. Yes. Okay. Hey, thanks so much, Renee. We'll be back with a special guest uh, talking about R3. That's my team. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul. I'm your host, Brian Boat. Happy Saturday, everyone. I am so excited. I've got a special guest on. And just so you know, this is going to be a recurring role that's going to be coming back. Uh, probably every quarter they're going to be doing updates on their progress. Uh, the gentleman I have here is Brian Woodward. Brian, you there? Hey, Brian. Thanks. Yes, I'm here. I'm ready to roll. All right. Awesome. And he is a part of R3 Development and let us know first, what is R3 stand for, Brian? Uh, that's a question we get a lot, and I, I love it when people ask that question. R3 is a nonprofit in East St. Louis that is working on community development initiatives. Specifically, uh, we solve the need of youth employment by creating youth employment opportunities for youth in East St. Louis. And the three R's in R3 stands for revitalizing community, respecting dignity, and restoring integrity. Awesome. I love that. And I know you've got some information, but, uh, you know, off air before we got on, we were talking some stories, and maybe you can kind of relate to what we're, you know, what we're talking about, what what this what this is all about, and how people can be of, of help. Yeah, so I'll just invite everybody out there to kind of go back in time to the 50s and 60s when East St. Louis was uh, it was, uh, it was booming. Um, this was a place where everybody from around here was getting their Christmas gifts and things along those lines. There was uh, 80,000 people here at its peak, but now the population is around 25,000. And uh, there's two things that have happened, which our organization has paid attention to. Uh, over the, and those two things are... Um, it's kind of a, a rapid dilapidation of homes. As the population has moved out, some homes have become dear um, like properties or dilapidated. Our organization comes in and we rehab those properties so that they can be lived in again. Uh, the second thing that we do, um, with 80,000 people moving down to 25,000 people, uh, there's a loss of businesses and employment opportunities. And the youth in East St. Louis are kind of left in the wake of that. Um, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to be had, so we have created an opportunity for youth to work with us as we rehab homes in East St. Louis. Uh, the youth are our mission in creating opportunities for them to develop and thrive. Um, that, that's what we're all about. And so we've uh, married youth employment with home rehabbing. And specifically, I know you had some stories that we talked about off air. If you could maybe relate one or two of those, that would be fantastic. Kind of give people understanding the need. And 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 just I'm going to throw it out there too, is is you can make a financial. So if you're listening to this show, or you can tell your friends, whatever. 
is you can make a financial contribution if you go to r3development.org, not.com, r3development.org, not.com, and make a $100, $200, dollars donation. The need is so great, and, and the work they do is fantastic. Of course, you can do less, but let's face it, um, everyone that's familiar with this area knows the plight of East St. Louis, especially the youth. And this this R3 development is trying to change that and having some great success. And, and I'll throw it back to you, Brian. Again, tell us some of your success stories. Sure. Um, the, I'll tell you two stories real quick. Um, first, I want everybody to know that we do not uh, employ only young men. Sometimes when people think of home rehabbing, they think of it's a man's world. That's not the case at all. Um, we are evenly split between young women and young men. And um, some of our people, uh, young men or young women, aren't actually going to end up working with their hands, even though we are teaching them a skill. Uh, but they are, because of their exposure to this employment opportunity, they are learning all about themselves. Uh, one young woman, for example, uh, was responsible for recruiting um, about eight new interns for our most recently completed internship, which happened over Christmas break. Uh, so she was developing skills that the working world needs, and that's those are soft skills like recruitment uh, and project management. She was leading the team uh, of students to recruit the other students, which required marketing and advertising inside the school. So that's one of my favorite stories to tell because it's not just about working with your hands. It's not just about rehabbing homes. It's about uh, building futures as much as it is about building homes. The second story I can tell you is we, re- we reconfigured everything about how we do youth programming a couple years ago. And in doing that, we really put the emphasis of leadership on the students. So it's actually the students who are recruiting other students. It started with two young men, and in this most recently completed Christmas internship, it ended with 17 young men and women, wow. all from the same high school at East St. Louis Charter. That is, that, you know, that's awesome. Uh, again, the need is great if, if you are a builder or if you're into the building aspect of it, construction of some sort. By all means, go to r3development.org, net.com. Go there. Uh, check it out. You know, figure out how you can work with someone. This is a great opportunity. But if you can't do that, donate your money. Again, $100, dollars $200, $50, whatever. I always think that, you know, most times people going out, a family going out to the show, just to go to the show is $50. So, again, it's one of those situations where, Give what you can, but give as much as you can. Brian, thank you so much with the, uh, being on the show. Again, we're going to be following through this. This is going to be a quarterly thing. We're going to be talking about the progress of how they're doing things. With that said, I'm going to be talking the tip of the week. We'll see you soon. Everything's all right. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks so much for joining us again. I'm really excited. We have a professional loan officer, Brian Gator of Calver Home Loans, and I'm really excited about that because he has 10 years plus experience in helping buyers get loans and also a very extensive background in the financial area in different financial programs that he's worked in the past. 
with that, uh, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Brian? I'm doing fantastic. I know one of the things that you really wanted to talk about today was talking about the process for a buyer to, to, to get qualified, what they should expect from a loan officer, and and what should they expect? Well, what I kind of thought I'd do at the time I have is kind of talk to the people out there who are thinking about buying a home or even refinancing a home, but mostly buying a home and making sure they understand kind of how the process works and what to expect as they go along, because I know a lot of times people kind of understand it. They have some ideas about it that may not really be true that are kind of stopping them from buying a home. So I want to kind of just clarify it for them and hopefully give them a little better idea of what to actually expect. So the first thing I want to talk about is just kind of minimum baseline things you should expect from any lender. So a few things you should expect is that your lender is going to have access to the loan product that's going to match your needs. Everybody's not in the same situation, so you want to make sure that you're working with a lender that has the loan products that they can match to your particular situation. You also want to have a competitive interest rate, but what I'll say about that is kind of the running joke in the industry is everybody's within an eighth of a point of each other. So what I mean by that is not everybody's going to be the lowest, but everybody should at least be in a, a reputable lender is going to be in a competitive situation. So you should have a decent interest rate. You should be able to close your loan on time. Worst thing you want to have happen is sign a contract, think you're going to close your loan on February 25th, and you're all excited to go get your house, and all of a sudden your lender hasn't gotten the transaction done, and you're not actually getting your house. So that's a big one, too. And then you want to have transparency of the transaction. And honestly, with the regulations now, that pretty much has to happen, but any reputable lender is going to tell you the ins and outs of your loan, your interest rate, your down payment, your closing costs, all those types of things. So make sure you have at least those things as a minimum. And then also I think a lot of times out there, there is a misunderstanding of what you have to have as far as personal finances in order to buy a home. A lot of people think you have to have a really high credit score or you have to have a lot of money saved up for a down payment not necessarily the case. A lot of times you can go all the way down to a 620 on a credit score. You can even go down as low as a 580 credit score. There's going to be some stipulations with that, but it is out there. And then there's down payments as low as 3% on some programs, 3.5% on some other programs. Um, there's even down payment assistance programs out there for people who qualify for that you may be able to get help paying for most or all of your down payment. So people who are out there thinking that they aren't in a position, I would suggest giving a lender a call and find out. Because that's the only way you're going to know. You may be renting when you could be owning a home. And that's kind of another awesome. thing that I – go ahead. No, like I said – uh, we're, we're kind of wrapping up in time right now, but what I loved what you said, and I think it's so true, and that is not all lenders are created equal, and and having different programs for people. And I think what I love what you said there, Brian, was is sometimes people get into the idea that it's just one loan, and this is the only loan that you can do, and there are so many more options out there that people know, 
And, and that's what's really important when you're talking to a lender such as yourself is that they can give you a full broadcast, a full program of everything. And so I love that. that that's, that's great stuff. Hey, we're running out of time for this segment, but I want to thank you so much. Again, we've been talking with Brian Gator of Caliber Home Loans. Uh, thank you so much for the information, and we will talk again soon. What a good guy Brian is, and I, I really do thank him for, for his information. And, and that's one of the things that we really do here, and this, is, this program is all about giving you the best information we can, and it's basically for free. It's so important in the process of, again, whether you're buying a home or you're selling a home, all those things are so important of getting the right information so you can have a, a, a smooth transaction. And again, many times if you're a seller, 90, 95% of the time, you're going to become a buyer. So this information works on, on, the, on both sides for you, but also for the buyers. One thing we're really excited about, and we'd love your help with this, is, is if you have listened to this radio program, let other people know. I mean, on Facebook or whatever, uh, we're always trying to get better in what we do. There's also podcasts that we have. You can go to Google play or you can go to iTunes and one of the things we're really excited about that is we don't always catch the radio program exactly the time or maybe you miss something or there's a segment that you want to hear over again it's all good all you need to do is go there look for look us up at ready set sold you can pick out which category that you wanted to talk about what specifically because it's all prearranged it's already labeled and so you can get that information and again, if they don't catch the radio program, it's a great way to tell your friends where to go to get this information. Also, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel now that we're using, and that's been having some great success. Again, our whole goal, or my whole goal, I should say, is, is to get information out so that you can use it for the best of your abilities to have success in, in selling your home, of course, but also buying a home, whatever that situation looks like. And that's what I'm really passionate about is just getting information out so you don't have the horror stories that we hear. They're in my book. And, of course, the book is always available, too. Being on, listened to us on the show, you can get the book for free. It's readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com. And it's called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Get Your Home Sold for Top Dollar and a Fast Sale in St. Louis Metro East. Look, even if you're not looking to make a move for even a year or six months or even longer, maybe even two years, I don't know, or maybe you're looking to move right now, the market is hot and it's been staying hot. We don't know how long it's going to last, but this might be the perfect time to do something with that. So with that said, we're going to be back and we'll be coming back with the tip of the week. You don't want to miss that. You've been listening to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt, and we'll see you in a few. But you're in love with me. I said I'm hooked on a feeling. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt, and my goodness, we have a show today. We talked about the leasing opportunities again. Sometimes maybe you're you're not selling. Maybe it's just not a right fit right now. Maybe there's a situation where, again, you might be moving away for a year or even two years. 
So having someone to go to as far as leasing is so, so important. So we have Renee Wittenauer from Cecil Management Group on, and she has some fantastic information. Also, we talked about basically a fantastic nonprofit organization called R3 Development. And you go to r3development.org and make donations. Check it out. The need is so great. It's a group down in East St. Louis that are really trying to make a difference. And here's the good news. They are. So that's fantastic. And also we talked to a lender, Brian Gator, talking about what you should be looking for in a lender. Not just one size fits all. That's really important. With that, let's talk about the tip of the week. The tip of the week comes very simply is when you're listing your home, putting on the market, make sure that you at least are aware that everything is working properly. And what I mean by working properly, I'm talking about there's not a roof issue, there's not a heating and cooling issue, or a water heater, a heating issue. The reason why I say that is we recently had a situation where we heard of a seller listing the property. They weren't 100% sure about the roof, and they were just a little concerned. Well, they would put it on the market, and they put it on the market, and they got an offer in, and they had a home inspection, and guess what? They had a bad roof. It doesn't happen that often, but in this situation, it did. And what transpired was is the buyers needed to move sooner. The time it was going to take to get the roof on wasn't going to hit in their timeline, especially in our area that can happen with the military, not all the time, but on occasion, and it didn't work out. And so they lost that buyer. They put it back on the market, and it took a couple of months. And, again, time, money, frustration. So to avoid that, if you think there is something wrong with anything in your home, and this is usually the big-ticket items, you can have a pre-inspection done by a home inspector. That's fine. But you can take the next step, too, that many sellers do, and that is bring in the expert. So, again, it could be a roof issue. Bring in a certified licensed roofer to certify your roof. That way, all of the concern, all of the frustration potentially is taken care of. And yes, unfortunately, if a roof does need to be replaced, well, now you're being proactive and you won't have that situation of time delays or financial concerns as far as then not getting it sold at all. So again, by just doing proactive with you and your realtor, Heating and cooling, same way. If you're concerned about the heating and cooling in any capacity, bring in the expert. Make sure that those things are working properly so you don't have any, shall we say, surprises at the end. They probably are. Sometimes it's just a situation where we think more bad things than good things, and it comes out well. But in those situations where they're not, it's good to have that information and act accordingly. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure. Again, we're always trying to get that information out to people so they can make the right decision for themselves. Get the book. It's free. Go to readysetsold.org, net.com. Get a free copy sent to you in the mail. With that, we're going to be leaving you, and we will see you next Saturday. Make it a great day.